0: the Style Sports Hub presented by Van Ganaway Chevrolet. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the Sports Hub podcast presented by Van Ganaway Chevrolet. I'm your host Kyle Coppola. Thanks for joining us here today. We're going to be going over week one of Friday Night Lights football action and preview a couple of the games that are coming up on week two, but we had a lot of action that happened in week one that we're going to discuss. also want to make sure that you like and follow Lake and Scepter Style Magazine on our Facebook page, and make sure to visit our website because we got a lot of great content on there in the Sports Hub section. You want to make sure to visit there. And we also, of course, want to uh, tell you, if you want to get involved, make sure to uh, uh, to email us at info at acresmediagroup.com or contact Lake and Sumter Style through our Facebook Messenger. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Van Gannaway Chevrolet, Lake Center Home Care, Lake Sumter State College, and of course, Lasseter Ware Insurance as well. So let's break right into it. We had a fantastic weekend of games, and let's start first with a blowout win, and the first win for... For Leesburg under the new coaching regime over there, Leesburg wins against Moorhaven forty two to nothing was the score over there. They dominated that game from start to finish. Let me tell you, I was there. and QB Solomon Georges, he looked excellent. He threw for 250 yards and then he had four touchdowns as well. So offensively Leesburg looking really good over there. Wide receiver Evan James looked really good as well. He had a couple of uh, really good uh, grabs um, from Solomon Georges and had a touchdown. Running back Muscles Patterson, he struggled to get going early but late in that game he ended up with a touchdown. So uh, really good to Get muscles Patterson going because he's going to have to get that run game going against Eustis next week, which is going to be a rivalry game coming up, and that's supposed to happen Thursday night. So, uh, and I say supposed to because the hurricane is coming, so we'll see if that game still happens on Thursday. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll find out what happens there. But muscles Patterson got going late, so that's good to see. Defensively, Kanye Gaines did not play. Kanye Gaines, their best defensive player for the Yellow Jackets, did not end up playing in that game. He's nursing a little bit of a knee injury but uh, should be back for that Eustis game. That's what I've been told, so hopefully they're able to get him, but they did not need him in that morph Haven game because DJ Ward, he ended up having a 60-yard interception for a touchdown where he ended up running that back. He ended up making a 35-0 ball game, headed into halftime, and it was a quick second half because of the mercy rule in high school football where they run the clock in the second half, and Leesburg was able to win 42-0. Haven even uh, walked off the field without shaking hands for Leesburg, so things got a little chippy there toward the end. Meanwhile, down in Bushnell, South Sumter ended up getting a huge victory against the Villages. South Sumter came into that game. Um, they were ready to go. Ty Lawrence had those guys ready. I mean, really came in there hot. 55-6, to the final score of that game. Tyrese Kyler led the team with two rushing touchdowns and one throwing touchdown, so he had a great night offensively. Kyler led the team with 65 rushing yards in that game. Ja'Carri and Turner had two touchdowns. A rushing receiving touchdown as well. And then South Sumter had 332 total rushing yards in that game. Villages could do nothing to stop the rushing game of South Sumter. And if that's the way it's going to be all season long, South Sumter is going to be a really dangerous team up front. They have a really good offensive line this year. They return a couple of guys from last year. So look out for South Sumter. They had 153 receiving yards, 485 total yards Against the villages that 's a second straight year that South Sumter blew out the villages because South Sumter played at home uh, the villages at home uh, last year the villages was home blew them out in that one as well Villages haven 't won against them in about two going on two years now uh, since the twenty twenty one season so we 'll see what happens going forward for the villages. They open up their brand new facility this weekend, and uh, let me tell you it's a very impressive place uh, They have big plans for that facility. Um, they, they even want to potentially host some of the championship games, the state championship games one day. So that first game is against Zephyr Hills, and it's going to be this weekend. The Villages against Zephyr Hills coming in on Friday night. Tavares, uh, I love Tavares. Tavares hasn't won a football game since 2021. Uh, they got, they won their first game this past weekend. So congratulations to the Bulldogs. They beat Atlantic 22 to 21. Coach Gavin Jones comes back to the program. Coach Gavin Jones was retired. He was the wrestling coach for Tavares. They were able to get him out of retirement. Jones, he averaged about five wins per season in his first stint with Tavares. He comes in instantaneously everything changes for Tavares and they look like a completely different squad coming in there in 2023 they looked really good um they they had a game ceiling interception that was able they were down at halftime big and coach Jones gave him a rousing speech at halftime they come out in the second half and Tavares is able to uh to get that game ceiling interception and eventually win that game 22-21 so that's fantastic so congratulations to varies, and the schedule gets tougher. They got Lakanto this week on Thursday night, Eustace coming up, which is going to be always a tough one against Eustace, who are the defending district champions, and, of course, matilla coming up as well. So we'll see how that all ends up. With, uh, with Tavares as well. It's Friday Night Lights Sports Rundown brought to you by Van Ganaway Chevrolet, your hometown good folks, great choice Chevrolet dealer. The dealership has helped generations of Lake County families find the perfect car, truck, or SUV just the way the customer wants it. After 37 years and thousands of Chevrolet sold, Van Ganaway has learned a lot about their customers. They don't want to be pressured and they don't need a gimmick or giveaway. They just want fair prices and a great overall car Buying experience. Of course, the dealership does more than just sell cars. They also rev up the community committed by sponsoring amateur athletics throughout Lake County. And if you've had bad experiences purchasing automobiles elsewhere, then switch gears and try Dan Ganaway, where car shopping is made easy. Chances are you'll end up being a part of the ever-growing family of satisfied and loyal customers. Check out Van Ganaway Chevrolet at vgchevy.com or call them today at 352-343-2400. Van Ganaway Chevrolet, find new roads. back here on the sports hub I'm Kyle Coppola thanks for joining us more scores from week 1 of Friday night's uh, lights football coverage East Ridge got the win against Pasco East Ridge starting things off really hot down there 38-21 victory against Pasco really nice to see that team uh, doing some great things this year they're coming off of a four win season so uh, they're expecting some big things down there in East Ridge the big game that happened in Mount Dora this weekend was Mount Dora High School against Mount Dora Christian Academy. And boy, this one was a slugfest. Let me tell you, this game was a defensive matchup. Uh, Mount Dora Christian Academy, they came in, they led at the half seven to nothing. Things were going good for them in the first half. Uh, they put a goose egg up on the board for Mount Dora High School and, uh, you know, we talked to Colby, Colby uh, Tackett last week, and and he was really excited about the season coming up. And this is a tough game. This is an FHSAA school that Mount Dora Christian Academy was going in and playing. Uh So they were looking for the upset in this game. They don't have a, as big of a roster as Mount Dora High School has. So they were able to hold them to zero points in the first half. But coming into the second half, Mount Dora Christian Academy, they... uh yeah, they, they. I don't want to say they. Uh, they. They didn't end up uh, playing good in the second half. But Mount Dora High School just came out, and uh, Mount Dora Christian Academy. They had a punt blocked, and then a couple of mistakes happened. That punt block ended up making it seven to seven. And then in the late in the fourth quarter, Mount Dora High School marches down the field, is able to punch it in for a touchdown, makes it thirteen to seven, and Mount Dora Christian Academy just couldn't overcome that second half. So Mount Dora High School, the Hurricanes playing really good football uh in that second half but they're going to have to put a good season together because they got some hard schedules coming up. Mount Dora Christian Academy has Orlando Christian. This is Friday night and then of course Mount Dora High School has a game against Central from Brooksville. That's always a tough one. Uh but that's going to be a home game for Mount Dora High School so starting with two straight home games for Mount Dora High School. We'll move now to Eustis. Eustis took on Harmony Eustis with a 45 to 3 victory against Harmony Eustis coming Right back where they started last year, the district champions looked really good. Frank Scott has that offense, um, uh, you know, purring really nicely to begin the 2023 season. QB Troy Saladin should be one of the best quarterbacks in Lake County in 2023. And Eustace has a huge home game against Leesburg this Friday night. That's going to be a huge game. and um, If you can attend it, that's a great rivalry game that's been going on for many years. So we're looking forward to great things down there in that game. You guys but uh, uh Georgia's against Troy Saladin. It's going to be a good one as far as that goes. And a really stout defensive matchup between both of those schools. Manatee ended up beating Lake Mineola 46-27. to Manatee had 197 yards rushing, 132 yards receiving for close to 350 yards. Lake Mineola could not make up that dis- difference. Lake Mineola struggled to run the ball against this team. QB Jackson Hughes had two touchdowns, three for 262 yards. Uh, he was 22 for 38. So Jackson Hughes looks really good. Um, and offensively, they can throw the ball. Lake Miniola can. They just gotta get that offensive line to to maybe make some more blocks and get that running game going. Um, and if they can do that, they're definitely going to be able to compete in games this year. But Manatee's a tough school to begin your 2023 season. That's a tough one as far as that goes. 46-27 was the score there. Things get a little bit easier next week for Lake Mineola. They're going to be going to Vanguard, playing Vanguard. So we'll see what that is. But you can't sleep on a Vanguard team. Vanguard coming off of a 26-20 to win against Erie. So they are one and O and they don't want to lose that game so we'll see what happens against Vanguard and then we have uh, Wakaiva and Eastridge. so tough schedule coming up for Lake Mineola but uh, that East Ridge game should be pretty interesting if Lake Ridge uh, if uh, Lake Miniola can get through that East Ridge game should be an interesting uh, rest of the season for the Lake Mineola Hawks Orlando Christian Prep played Wildwood. They were able to get the victory 32-20 to over Wildwood. And Wildwood, they just couldn't overcome the early mistakes that cost them dearly late in this game. Score was 27-20 late in the game, but the offensive Orlando Christian Prep, just too much to overcome for Wildwood. Wildwood's a young group. They're coming in. They lost a, a big senior group. They also lost a couple of players in the offseason. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. Sophomore QB Kevonte Corbin will get better as the season moves along, and a couple of other th- those players are going to improve as the season gets along as well. So look out for Wildwood to improve later on in this season. Palaka, meanwhile, beat Umatilla 45-6. to Charlie Kearney moved over to Mount Dora this year. The New Umatilla uh, ex-head coach, and he's with Mount Dora High School this year, so he's helping out Luke Hutchinson. So Umatilla hired coach Eric Samuels, Eric Samuels is a former alumni for Umatilla high school. He ended up uh, playing for Vanderbilt, ended up playing professionally in the Canadian football league has coached for Wildwood. The last six years decided to move over to Umatilla this year and uh a tough start for their program. They have a, a young class this year. He, uh, we were talking earlier this year and, and that's what coach Eric Samuels was saying. They have a young squad in the 2023 season. So we'll have to see what happens as they go, but they, um, they, uh, they, they, Umatilla has some games coming up that they can win, uh, but again, that is a young group of guys over there, uh, so we'll see what the Bulldogs can bring this year. Madison's 32 to 17 against South Lake. South Lake coming out. It was Brad Lord's first game. They're excited. Uh, South Lake went 2 and 18 the last two years. Um, and, and they were hoping to change that this year. They're coming out with a 32 to 17 game. They competed in this football game. Don't let the score lie. Spent the last 15 years with Foundation Academy to Brad Lord, and they, uh, he had two state semifinal appearances for Foundation. So the entire philosophies of Lake, uh, of, uh, South Lake are changing this year. So we'll see what happens there. He sent numerous players to Division I programs, and I'm sure that Salt Lake's going to be in good hands. They're going to win football games this year, that's for sure. They look a lot better than they did last year. And so we'll see what happens. Also down the road in Tavares, we had we had um, Countryside playing Liberty Christian Prep. Liberty Christian Prep had their first ever game in school history. They play eight-man football, a little bit different than eleven-man. The field's a little shorter. Um, the team is made up of only eight men, but uh, QB Luke Walks scored Lake uh, Liberty Christian Prep's first touchdown at home in school history. So a huge congratulations to that team. Over there, scored didn't matter. They lost forty to six, but they're building the program over there, and that's what this is all about. So, next up, we're going to talk about some cross country and see how our Lake and Sumter County teams did. East Ridge High School girls cross country. Finished first in the Whispering Oaks Pine event. Ryan Foley finished second out of 91 competitors. Foley now holds the school record at Eastridge for Whispering Pines for that course. And Hannah Warren, Veronica Peterson, Adrian Mustin, and Taylor Walker contributed to the victory as well. So really nice there. To varies high school cross-country off to a hot start as well. Freshman Cheyenne Thomas. Took first place at an FCA meet on August 19th. She is fantastic runner. If you haven't seen this girl run, she is going to be something. Just a freshman, and she's already winning meets. Uh, she was really good in junior high school, so got to look out for Cheyenne Thomas. Sophomore uh, Kaylin Enix and junior Lily Lewis having good season so far as well. Boys senior Cohen Hartley and sophomore Isaac Mars picked up. Uh, a top 10 in that meet as well. So congratulations to Tavares to, to starting things off really good there. All right, so coming up on the Sports Hub, we were supposed to have Umatilla's Patrick Todd, head football coach Eric Samuels on, as well as Luke Bowling, the quarterback of Umatilla High School. Unfortunately, Hurricane Daly got in the way of that. So we're going to try to get them on at a later date. But we're going to be talking to Mark Schwartz, the president of Red Apples Media who, uh, who has 30-plus years in broadcasting. He's a lot of fun. We're going to be talking to him. We're going to air that interview right now. Coming up right now, we're talking to Mark Robert Schwartz. He's the president of Red Apples Media, located in Leesburg, Florida. Mark, welcome to the Sports Hub. Thank you. All right, Mark, uh, really exciting to have you here. Um, you have a, a bit of a sports background. You, of course, have 30-plus years in the media um, establishment. Can you talk about so, some of the stuff that you have done in the past and uh, what you're doing with Leesburg right now? You're actually the public address announcer for the Leesburg High
0: School. I am. That's I am. awesome. They, um, I don't know what they were thinking when they offered me that opportunity. <laughs> I think they question themselves at the end of every season, but this has been three seasons in a row, and they keep asking me back.
1: That's awesome. So is that the jersey? Is that a, is that a jersey you get on here?
0: This one is actually, um, we're, we're a sucker for, uh, travel all-star team sponsorship opportunities. I think word got out that if you've got a baseball or softball team in in the Leesburg area that needs a sponsor, you call Red Apples Media. Uh, so this was one of the ones from, I think the most recent, uh, all-star team, uh, all-star baseball team. Um, but I love that it's got Leesburg on it. Love to represent. I'll sometimes wear this to the ballpark when I'm doing a, a high school baseball game as well. And that's a very historic
1: ballpark over there, too. Uh, that, that ballpark's been around for at least 80 years. Can you talk about a little bit
0: about that ball, ballpark? Pat Thomas Stadium, Buddy Low Field. I mean, it's a beautiful place. Um, it's got uh, a beautiful view of the lake. Uh, they've done a great job, especially, you know, they did a great job with, with utilizing COVID dollars to do some upgrades, to do some renovations. Um, selfishly, I love the fact that the PA system is better than it was before. They made, they made a great investment into, into the audio system. Uh, they added some fans. They added some lighting, um, you know, during the, during the summer college baseball league, Leesburg is one of the few where they can play night games because they've got, you know, lights at the stadium. A lot of the others, those poor guys are in the blazing heat in the middle of the day. So it really is, it's, it's a classic historic stadium, uh, that they've done a great job of updating to make it comfortable for people.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, the actual team that played there—I th- I think the Philadelphia Phillies minor league affiliate played there for quite quite a few years in the '40s, '50s,
0: '60s. Yeah, I, I mean, I, look, it's got a long history, and I think a lot of teams have come through there. Um, there's there's a sign on the wall that lists some of the teams over the years and some of the notable players that have come through there. Um, you know, I don't know whether it's lore or fact. You know, Hank Aaron at once uh, came through there. Uh, the Orioles, I think, played there for a period of time, and know Cal Ripken Sr. Uh, came through that stadium at one point, from what I understand but yeah it's got a great history
1: it's amazing that that's right down the road here in Leesburg right around the corner uh- you, you mentioned that you almost got ejected from a game this year. What happened there?
0: Yeah, that was my first, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first year, uh, as the PA announcer for the Leesburg High School baseball team. Um, and, and I was invited to do that by, uh, a good friend of mine, Sandy Moore, who's the executive director of the Leesburg Chamber. Her son was a pitcher on the team. Uh, and they were saying, you know, they go to other games and the other teams have announcers and music and sound effects. And Leesburg really didn't. Uh, and she asked me if I'd be interested in doing that. And I thought, well, I've never done this before. How hard could it be? And I learned really quickly that it is not just stepping up to a microphone. Uh, my first couple of games, I was very uh, timid. I think I was trying to be very diplomatic, so there was really no change in enthusiasm, whether it was a home or away thing that was going on. I was trying to you know, be fair to the high school players. And they said, you know, you can enjoy yourself a little bit more. You You are the home field PA guy. And then I went to the opposite extreme. <laughs> and now I'm getting like dirty looks from the visiting managers because, you know, when, when the visiting player strikes out and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a sound clip from Ferris Bueller, you know, swing, bada, bada, a swing. Uh, and then in the, you know, the, the manager sticks his head out of the dugout and kind of gives me a little raised eyebrow. So I kind of had to find that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a really, really controversial play that, uh, both, uh, coaches argued. Uh, at first, it was turned over, and then uh, the Leesburg coach came out and argued why the call was turned over. It probably went on for about 10 minutes, and we're playing music, just killing time. Mm-hmm. The call wound up going against Leesburg, and there was a sound effect on the system. I didn't put it there. It was already on the system. And it's, uh, Bob Uecker from, uh, what's, what's the, uh, the baseball movie with the Cleveland Indians? Oh, um, gosh. I know, right? Yeah, I you know know that. Know, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, Major League. Uh,
0: Major League, yeah. Yep. Uh, and so there's a sound effect where he goes, well, personally, folks, I think we got screwed by that call. And I played that and the umpire whips around and looks at me and he goes, that's it. You're out of here. Cut the mic. No more sound effects. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's just like a, a series of degrading penalties. <laughs> Am I out of here? Am I turning off the mic or am I just not playing sound effects? So I went with the not sound effects portion for the rest of the game. Um, what was funny was Sandy, Sandy sits next to me keeping the scoreboard and her phone started blowing up from, uh, you know, parents that were in the stands are like, what just happened? Like nobody had ever seen an umpire <laughs> try to eject a PA in house. They're like, I, I'm a volunteer. Like, can you really eject me? Um, but it did, you know, it, it was an interesting first season to kind of find that sweet spot, I think, by season two. Uh, you know, we amped it up. Uh, we really feel like there is a home field advantage when you come to, to play against Leesburg. Uh, the fans get into it. Uh, more and more families are coming to the games when, you know, when the high school guys are playing and I think it helps them. It gives them a great feeling about, you know, coming out there. Not only,
1: uh, are you a PA announcer? You also have a fencing background, uh, from baseball to fencing. Look at that, huh? Uh, baseball defense. Talk about some of the fencing stuff that, uh, that you have done. It uh, looks like you were a high school fencer back in New Jersey and, uh, some of the stuff you're doing with Leesburg.
0: Yeah, I was I was a uh, I was a mediocre baseball player. Um I was a better fencer. Um yeah, so there was a there was a high school fencing team. My best friend and I, we fenced for 3 years together. At one point we were number 1 and number 2 uh high school fencers in in Central Jersey. Um it was just a fascinating sport to me. Um it's a, it's a very mental sport. It's a very strategic sport. Um and then I was approached and I'm not quite sure how they found out. Somebody saw somewhere that I used to fence uh and a teacher tried to bring fencing back to Leesburg High School and ask if I would help do that. Mm-hmm. Uh so our company, Red Apples Me, designed the logo for them for their for their fencing jerseys, uh for their T shirts. Uh, we helped fund a lot of the startup equipment. Um, some of it was new. Some of it we were able to make some phone calls and get some gently used, uh, actually from the University of Florida's fencing team. They got oh, wow. some equipment donated from them as well. Um, my understanding is, is that the team kind of fizzled when the, when the teacher left the school. Uh, but it, it was cool to kind of be a part of something where you could try to bring a unique sport like that. Right. To you know, to Lake County,
1: and I think one of the unique sports as well. I mean, you see weightlifting starting to take off in our community, uh, pretty big as far as that goes, and a, a couple of other sports. I mean, of course, golf is is big in our community, and maybe not so big in other communities, but especially in Florida. So a lot, a lot of the smaller sports being able to start to take off is is really unique. One of the quotes you stick to, and it's actually up on your LinkedIn page, is if you don't stick to your values when you're being tested, they're not values, they're, they're hobbies. hobbies.
0: What do you mean by that? I, you know, people people use the expression all the time. Um, you know, integrity matters when nobody's watching, and I think it's a variation of that. And it was John Stewart that I that I steal that from. Um, you know, we we are in a very public venue. Um, you had Kendra on earlier. Um, you know, being involved in the media, being involved in the community for better or worse, people know who you are, and I think there's a brighter spotlight put on you during that time um and really making sure that you are who you say you are that there's integrity that there is consistency in your personal brand right so both of our companies talk a lot about brand um and that's really where that comes from um i think a lot of people kind of try to put on uh they put on a a face up front that they don't really support behind the scenes um and i think that's a really good way to kind of tell what the character of somebody is
1: and then uh, last question you did Paul your you research might. dude yeah you got to kind of press I, I, did you send me the question I'm appreciative <laughs> I did not but uh, we're really uh, we, we really love having you on the show um, I got one more question for you before you go uh, thoughts on the overall growth of our community you talk about Lake Sumter College's Taking off, athletics has taken off there. You got the village's Tartar School. They just opened a brand new campus down there. Um, Areola Cole Academy, uh, down, um, d- down in uh, Clermont, I believe. They just opened a brand new middle school down there. Uh, what, how do you see it evolving over the next 10, 20 years
0: here in the community of Lake and Sumter counties? Yeah, this is, um, it's a double-edged sort of a question because on one hand, you know, I'm, I'm on year 19 of my five-year plan here in Lake County. Um, And there's, there are places that I drive and I tell this story all the time where the target is in Lady Lake used to be a wide open piece of property. And I remember picking my daughter up from school one day, um, I guess it was was daycare Mm -hmm. and we pulled off on the side of the road. It was just beautiful wildflowers. And I've got this amazing picture of her. She's probably about three years old in this field of wildflowers that is now the target. Um, so on one hand, you're like, awesome, we've got a target in town. On the other hand, you're like, dang, that was kind of cool when it was just a beautiful field of wildflowers. And I think that's what this community is wrestling with right now is balancing the growth uh, to address the needs of the population uh, to be, I don't know, a little bit more contemporary. I mean, it was a big deal when Target came, uh, you know. You could go through the whole list of, of stores and restaurants mm-hmm. um that as the area grows, it becomes more appealing for them to set up shop here. At the same time, let's be honest, you know, first day of school traffic is backed up for miles <laughs> yes. um, trying to get, you know, from Leesburg, for instance, to the villages mm-hmm. up towards Spanish Springs you know it's a nightmare it's always under construction you know so i think i think smarter people than me are trying to wrestle with how do you find that balance as we continue to grow i think the uh, the resources that the county offers the area offers are are, uh, are are more in line with what the demands of the population are going to be uh but you know it's tough to see some of that those those old orange groves just being bulldozed yeah. down and and yeah. housing's going up it's, it's tough because
1: it's it, on one point, you have a community that it's bringing jobs to. At the yeah. other part, you're losing a little bit of that. One of the things I loved, down in Groveland, they just became a nighttime
0: city. I saw that.
1: It was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd wish that more, more places would be, be, become like that. I thought that that was a great story down in Groveland. Well,
0: and that's in large part due to the fact of, of how little, um, uh, what do they call it, light pollution, mm-hmm. how little light pollution there is. Uh, a few nights ago, there was a, a, a meteor shower. Uh, And we're out in our house, you know, in our backyard in Fruitland Park looking up going, man, it was not this bright when we moved there Mm -hmm. 18 years ago Mm -hmm. that you'd be able to look up and see, you know, we'd be able to see rocket launches from our backyard. We'd be able to see, you know, meteor showers, all that kind of stuff. So
1: really cool stuff. Mark, I want to thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Been a a pleasure, man. I appreciate it. All right.
0: Good luck with this. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for doing this. exciting.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good to hear from Mark Schwartz. That interview is brought to you by Lake Sumter State College. Are you ready for your future to take flight? Whether you're graduating high school or looking to level up, Lake Sumter State College offers affordable degrees and certificates that will punch your ticket to success in a rewarding career. Plus, with programs like Direct Connect to UCF, your opportunities with LSSC are endless. So, what are you waiting for? Join us in Leesburg, Claremont, Sumterville, Four Corners, or online. Learn more at lakesumterstatecollege.edu. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Sports Hub. Next week, we're going to be talking to South Lakes High School's new head football coach, Brad Lord. That's going to be a lot of fun. He's uh, he, he's coming from 15 years uh, from uh, Foundation Academy, so he comes in. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk to Brad Lord. And we look forward to having him on the program. We want to thank our partners one more time, Van Ganaway Chevrolet, Lake Sumter State College, Lake Center Home Care, and Lasseter Wear Insurance. For everyone at the Sports Hub, I'm Kyle Coppolo. We'll see you next week. This has been the Style Sports Hub, presented by Van Ganaway Chevrolet.